This is Witches, Bitches, and Dead People with Intuitive Oracle Jamie Hearn. Jamie stirs the cauldron with witches, shamans, healers, psychics, and mediums who bravely share their power and give you insight into what conversations with dead people really look like. It's probably not what you think. Sometimes hilarious, sometimes macabre, and always informative. Hello and welcome back to Witches, Bitches, and Dead People. I'm Jamie Hearn, and today I'm super excited to introduce to you Vaishali Nikade. I think I did close. I hope I didn't butcher that too much. She is a left-brained engineer who transitioned to a right-brained psychic. I love it. Yep, she went from designing computer chips to predicting the future. <laughs> I, I mean, that's just, that's my kind of girl. I love it. Um, I find nothing more compelling than smart girls with a spiritual connection. They're like, they're my, they're my people. With her unique combination of left and right brain power, she gives out predictions that can knock your socks off. She predicts the details of your future love, including their description, where you'll meet them, any peculiar characteristics about them, and various other things with amazing accuracy. Welcome, Vaishali. How are you today? I am good. Thank you. And by the way, you did a great job on my name. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> So tell us a little bit about your story. Sure. So um, as you read uh, in my bio, I used to be a left brain engineer. Well, technically I still am. I'm just not doing the work, <laughs> but <laughs> I still am the left brain engineer. And uh, nobody gets up and says, okay, to today I'm going to turn myself into a psychic kind of a thing. So <laughs> it's a gradual process. It happened over time. So there was a time in my life when I was seeking direction related to my career. And uh, I figured that since the psychics can see the future, they should be able to tell me what career is best for me. I mean, how amazing would that be if a psychic could just look at it and tell me what I need to do next? So I went to like one psychic and um, this was like my first experience with psychics. Um, I was actually born and uh, raised in India. I came here to the U.S. to do my master's. Actually, I have a master's in electrical engineering. <laughs> So, um, and then I started working as an engineer. So in India, you know, they have a lot of astrology and stuff. They have what is known right. as Vedic astrology. And uh, I had studied Vedic astrology a lot. And even after I came to the U.S., I used to go to conferences in the U.S. and India. And I studied, I spent like a lot of money, a lot <laughs> on studying Vedic astrology. And I wasn't able to get finesse in my predictions the way I wanted to. And I kind of just let it go. I didn't really pursue it after that. And then uh, for some reason, this time when I was uh, seeking help or looking for help, I got this idea that I should see a psychic. And then the first psychic I saw 
it was someone I called from Craigslist. Like, you know, they say, I'll do like a three minute, <laughs> three minute free reading kind of a thing. So I called someone and um, I told her that, you know, I was having a little bit of a problem and I needed some more clarity and direction to move forward. So she said that uh, there is like a dark cloud hang hanging behind my head. Uh, and I said, oh, my God, that's not good at all. She mm -hmm. said, no, that's not, <laughs> that's not good. But she said that if I burn a candle, then uh, we could get rid of that dark cloud. And then I would be able to see clearly and make decisions more clearly and so on. Wait, said, it's wow. as easy as burning a candle? That's it. I said, wow, that is amazing. But you have to imagine I was so naive. I had no idea what was going on. So I said, so I just go to the store and I buy a candle and then I burn it and then the black cloud will be gone. She's, she said, no, 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 no. There is a very special candle for that. I said, really? She said, yeah, I kind of make those candles. I said, amazing. And then uh, when I burn it, what will, what will happen? The black cloud will go away. I said, okay, I can get a candle and burn it. I mean, how hard can that be? So I said, how much is the candle? And I think she said something like either $700 or $900. <laughs> and at that time, I'm like, really? She said, yeah. And then she started explaining to me how special the candle was. I said, okay, let me think about it. And that was the end of my first call. That was like my first exposure to the psychic world. And I didn't even know what I was going to fall into after that. <laughs> so after that, I decided that, okay, you know what? This is probably like not the right psychic. Let me go to another one. So I went to the next one and then I went to the next one and next one. And then I think maybe, I don't know how long it was, maybe like uh, four weeks or around there, four weeks, six weeks or something. When I looked at how many people I had contacted, it was maybe close to 40 or 50 of them. And oh, I wow. didn't have, yeah. <laughs> I didn't have any more information than I did when I started making those calls. So I said, oh my God, these people are just clowns. I can figure this out by myself a lot faster than all this. So I kind of decided that uh, I was going to figure things out on my own. How that was going to happen, I had no idea. I had no idea even if I was going to do it. And then... Uh, I started attending uh, a lot of uh, online stuff related to psychics and uh, things. And uh, gradually I started learning the process of how to do it and how to make predictions and so on. And uh, when I started it, I was a little skeptical. You have to understand that I came from a science background, so I was skeptical. I didn't even know if this thing was going to work. It was just like an experiment I was conducting to see if um, it was uh, going to work. I mean, like, you know, not having any maps with you and just driving and seeing if we reach the destination. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> That's the journey I was on. That's the journey I was on. 
So I started to do it and uh, I started uh, doing some predictions and uh, I decided to test drive some predictions. So I said, you know what, if people can predict what is going to happen in six months, then they can also predict what should happen in three months. I mean, what's the difference, right? Six months versus three months, just a little bit difference. <laughs> Well, not, I mean, it depends on the perspective, maybe no difference at all. Yeah. So, uh, okay, then if they can predict what is going to happen in three months, then they can also predict what is going to happen in maybe one and a half month or one month. And if they can predict in a month, then they can also predict in a week. And if they can predict in a week, they should be able to predict in an hour. I'm like, that's it. That's my time frame. <laughs> you know, if this is real and I have to verify it, I'm not going to wait for six months. I'm not going to wait for three months. I am the hour kind of a person. <laughs> <laughs> so if I can verify this within an hour, then it's working. If not, no, it's a no-go. So I, I was dedicated <laughs> You know, I was a student. So as a student, I was dedicated to recording the results and seeing what was going to happen. So I used to, uh, this was pre-COVID. I used to go to the gym in the mornings and um, I would be there for a little about over an hour uh, or something. And uh, I said that, okay, I think that there is enough variety in what happens in the gym every day that I should be able to at least like give a high level perspective of what is going to happen. So I went with that perspective. And then before morning, in the morning, before I would go to the gym, I would write down like what is going to happen uh, to in the gym. And then by the time you go there, you know, I would just forget whatever I wrote. Because I wasn't like deliberately putting thought into it. I was just, uh, it was just an experiment. It was just for fun. I didn't care what the result was going to be. So I would do whatever I had to do over there. You know, like uh, some days I would take the class. Some days I would go on the Stairmaster. Some days I would go on the treadmill. Some days I would lift weights. Some days I would run on the trail. Like uh, different things. There was, uh, there was like some sort of a schedule I was following. And I would do different things every day. So the first day uh, after I came back from the gym and looked at my notes, I realized that, oh, my God, this really happened. <laughs> but uh, one day can be a fluke, right? One thing, one of anything is not, not, a, not a whole lot of meaning. It's like winning the lottery once. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, I need like more data points. Just one is not enough. So I do the same thing the second day. I write it in my notebook. I go, I come back and I see, I'm like, oh my God, this thing really happened. Hmm, okay. So then I do the same thing the third day. And uh, I write it in my notebook and I come back and I see the result is, even as an, a person who was fairly new to it, I was able to kind of forget the essence of it or the core of what was going to happen. So, and now I had to pause a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> I am like, oh my God, how can this be? I'm predicting my own future. 
<laughs> that is pretty scary. It's awesome. So I said, okay. I said, okay, if I can predict my future, that means that I can change it too. And uh, then I was kind of bent on proving that I want to be able to change my future if I can predict it. So uh, this time, uh, I think it was like a Thursday or something. The reason I remember is because Thursday used to be like one of my cardio days. I had two cardio days, Tuesdays and Thursdays, where I would either go like on the Stairmaster or I I would run uh, on the trail or I would be on the treadmill kind of a thing, something like that. But that's how I would do it for the cardio part. So, and I would kind of mix and match those things so that things don't get boring. So that day, uh, that day it was Thursday. So Thursday morning, I said, okay, so now what I'm going to do is you have to understand, I wanted to change my future. (laughs) So I said, now if the prediction is going to say that I'm going to run, then I am going to go on the Stairmaster. And if the prediction says that I'm going to go on the Stairmaster, then I am going to run. So that, you know, I have changed my future and the reading is uh, not correct. And I am the one who's correct. Maybe it was my ego. I don't know. <laughs> but that's how it uh, that's how it happened. So I looked at the prediction. <laughs> uh, when I looked at the prediction, I was like, I had to hold my head in my hands. And I said, oh, my God. <laughs> and what it showed was no matter what I did, like whether I would run or... I would go on the Stairmaster, I would be correct as well as the prediction would be correct as well. So do you want to guess what it was that it showed in the reading or the prediction? Both of us would be correct no matter what I did. (laughs) Okay, I can I can give you it. It said woman at crossroads. That was like the prediction, which meant that no matter I go this way or that way, both of us would be correct. So at that point, I realized that, oh, my God, this means that if you know something in advance, then you can actually change your future. So this was kind of like the stepping stone of my journey, which led me to becoming a psychic. I started exploring this um, uh, for myself with a lot more a uh, lot more predictions a lot more data points and stuff and then when I was satisfied that it was working I said okay it's working for me that doesn't mean it's going to work for other people so let me test it on other people so then I started testing it on other people and then they would come back and they would say that oh my god this happened that happened kind of a thing and I said oh my god wonderful <laughs> now we have something <laughs> So then what I noticed was that most of the people who came to me, about 80% of them were women, maybe 10 to 20% were men. For some reason, I don't know, I attract a lot of uh, female clients. It's, uh, I'm not doing anything different, but that's what I have seen. And uh, most of the women who came to me, they would be single and uh, looking for relationships. And yeah. then they would go ahead. Yeah, the, the, I had a, a coach a number of years ago who said people are either looking to get laid or paid when they come looking for <laughs> guidance. Like this. Yeah. Yeah. 
so uh yeah that, that that's a more uh, i would i think that's a more direct way of saying it <laughs> but uh so uh you know i i was uh you have to realize that i kind of emerged from this as a student so i would kind of sit and give them very detailed predictions i would write down uh, so this would be more in terms of an email uh, kind of a thing i would sit and write down and i would give them like all the things about you know their future uh, boyfriend where they would meet them how they would meet them what would be like the environment what their physical features would be and so on and then um, i i i could also tell whether the relationship would last or not and uh, to people who were like my older clients in the sense that they had been working with me for a long time i would tell them and i would also tell them why it's going to fall apart and then uh, that actually helped a lot of them because then you know they knew what to look for so that they don't end up like wasting their time and emotion uh, investing themselves emotionally into it and it was a lot faster yeah. for them to move on so uh so i started doing that and then um, i fig- i saw that most of the clients who kind of came to me they would just like a majority of them anyway you know they would come for relationships and then the next one would be like health so i would give them like health predictions Mm-hmm. and uh, the last one would be like career and money so those were like uh, that was the order of uh, clients that came to me and i wasn't really putting out that much content let's put it that way mm-hmm. <laughs> they would just find me and uh, a lot of the clients uh, they leave reviews on uh, what uh, like how the reading played out and stuff that has been like more recent but uh, yeah so that's that's really what happened and then um, i figured that since most of the people were looking for relationships i decided to kind of uh, help them out in that respect because one reading or one prediction can do only so much like you know one of the common questions i get is where do i look uh so based on that question i decided to kind of start something uh called it's called written in the stars that's the name of the membership that i have oh and, i love it yeah it's a great name <laughs> i think it's it's uh, there is in a song it's in a song somewhere written in the stars um so what i do is every week i show them where they need to focus their search because a lot of the people they are so busy they don't have time uh, to look or find or meet the right person yeah sometimes it's not for lack of not wanting but uh, it could be lack of priority but it could also be as one of my students put it she had like a haphazard me- method of searching or looking for someone and when she started working with me in this written in the stars uh, thing so every week i meet with them and i show them that this is where you're going to come across the person so now they know what to look for and it becomes very easy so do you meet with them one on one or is it a group it's a group and then i do a prediction for a group so there is a method by it's called carl jung his name is carl jung he was uh, originally a psychologist Mm-hmm. i think that's what he was psychologist and then um, 
So he uses a system, uh, I forget uh, the exact name of the thing he's using, but essentially what he's saying is uh, people who have the, I think uh, I forget the exact language he's using, but essentially they will kind of aggregate or congregate together in same groups kind of a thing. That is his. Um, is it his archetypes? Uh, I know it's not his archetypes. It is, um, it is something else. I have to, I, I did a video on it, but it was <laughs> so long ago. I <laughs> recall, but essentially like, even though it's a group, it is customized because I have them like, you know, uh, I have them choose, like they can choose between three options. It's just like McDonald's or somewhere you go, you can choose between small, medium and large. And, you yeah. know, like the smaller people would choose the small one. Someone who's a little more hungry, they will pick the medium one. And someone who is like a lot hungry and, uh, you know, they have a much bigger appetite, they will pick the big one. So essentially they are picking it. In this particular case, it's based on their size and hunger. But in the uh, in the case of the prediction, it is more subconsciously. They're picking it. Uh, they're making a choice more subconsciously. And then based on that, I have a prediction. And uh -huh. I had tested... Yeah, I had tested these for the groups initially when I started and uh, I decided to kind of test this with a few people and uh, I kind of knew it would work, but you can never be sure until it actually happens. <laughs> so <laughs> you have to always kind of give a, leave a little bit room for surprises. So I started testing it and now, you know, all these girls, what they do is every week I show them, you know, where they need to look and then they just focus their search that way and uh, they are getting results. So I have a lot of, uh, how do I say, case studies like that. Um, yeah, that's, that's what I have going on right now. That's really cool. So of all the people you've worked with, What's one of your your best memories of the information you've given them and how it's affected their circumstance? So you want it for love or for health or for something else or whatever, all of them. whatever one you like best. <laughs> oh, okay, let's pick love first since we are on topic of love, and then I'll give you a couple okay. more examples. So for the relationship space. Uh, I have this uh, girl who's a client of mine. Let's call her Jane Doe. And uh, she had been through a couple of guys and a couple of the predictions I had given. And she said, yeah, I like this is the description. That is the description. And she met them the way I told them and stuff. And then she wanted to know like uh, how she would meet the next one. And I told her that, you know, it would be something where she would meet him close to a bar or something or near a bar. And I said that uh, the meeting would be abruptly cut off. And I also told her that the relationship wouldn't really last. So uh, this way she was more prepared. And uh, she actually went to dinner one day. She, I guess, you know, she was bored. She didn't want to cook at home. So she went out somewhere. And uh, this guy was, um, she saw this guy, he was at the bar. And um, so the meeting place, so that's the place of the meeting. 
And then since the restaurant was closing down, they had to cut their conversation abruptly. And that's how it uh, abruptly got cut off. So that was that. And then as far as uh, the forward progress is concerned, uh, you know, it uh, it didn't really, there, there was no compatibility between the two of them. So it didn't really last. So that's like uh, the relationship thing. But she was prepared for it. She wasn't expecting much out of it. But uh, I'll give you a nicer example <laughs> from the... Uh, I, I want to say from another space. So this is uh, when I was first starting out, I was looking for uh, places where I could go because essentially I wanted more volume in terms of uh, readings. And I went to an expo. I think there was an expo within like uh, three days that time. So I called them and I said, hey, do you guys have any booths left? Uh, and the booth fee was uh, fairly high. I, and I said, do you have like half a booth? <laughs> half a booth? <laughs> because I can only pay for half a booth <laughs> since I'm only three days away and I don't even know what's going to happen. So they said, you know what? There was another guy who just called like half an hour ago and he also wanted half a booth. <laughs> so they connected the two of us. That guy was selling crystals and I was doing reading. So it was fairly compatible. Oh. <laughs> And, you know, I would go and sit in the corner and, you know, people could see his crystals too. So we both, I mean, it worked out for both of us. Uh, he could do his job. I could do my job. And we both made uh, some money. So there was this uh, lady who came to me and uh, she was looking to sell her home. I think it was like a commercial real estate she was trying to sell. Yeah. And... Um, she, uh, the realtor had put it on the market for a while and it wasn't quite selling and she was frustrated. So you know what? Go and see a psychic. <laughs> <laughs> well, go and see the right psychic. <laughs> yeah, at that time I was, I was too young in this field to kind of know what I was doing. So <laughs> I told her, uh, I said that, uh, you know, uh, you are working with the wrong realtor. I said, you need to fire, fire this guy. I think I don't remember which one was guy and which one was a girl, but one was male and one was female. Let's say she was working with a male. So I told her, you need to fire this male. And then I said, you need to look for a female realtor. And then I gave her the description. See, I was good at descriptions. So I gave her the description mm -hmm. of the realtor that she needs to work with. And uh, I said, if you do that, you know, things are going to work out. And I think I must have given her some more predictions, uh, but there were like so many people I read. I don't, uh, I didn't really keep notes at that time. And I forgot about it. And then I met her like a year later. I went to the same expo and she came to me. I didn't even recognize her. <laughs> because uh, there are so many people and especially when you are new and you haven't really read that many you don't really have that much pattern recognition developed for faces so uh she said you uh, do you remember me i said no <laughs> then she said you had done my reading about the commercial real estate i said yeah i vaguely remember doing something like that so what happened and she was like all jumping up and down. She's like, oh, my God, I fired that realtor. And then I hired another one. And she got like 5x the rent that she was getting or 5x oh, like wow. get collected in the last five years. So she, And then she wrote me like a nice review. I posted it somewhere on my website. Well, I know it's on my website. But yeah, that was like a real great story. I was so happy to hear that. 
So that is like yeah. uh, just a small shift. See, you can see it's a very small shift, you know, just firing one realtor. I mean, that's not a good thing, but you have to do what you have to do. But just firing one realtor and hiring another one. But she wasn't able to come up with that on her own. And just by making that small shift, you know, she was able to change things. So it's the well, same thing for these girls who are looking for love. You know, instead of looking like here, just look here. And every week you do that, you are getting more and more on track. When sometimes you have blinders on, like you, you are doing the same thing over and over and you don't have awareness of what other options are. Yeah. And it, sometimes, you know, you ne either need to hear it like three times or you just need guidance from someone else. You just need to hear it from someone else. Yeah. So. Well, this has been really fun talking to you. And I want to make sure that everyone who listens knows how to find you. So can you tell us where the best place to find you is? Sure. The best place to find me is on my website. And my website is my name. And I'm sure you're going to put that at the end of the podcast. Otherwise, we you can sure just... Are. <laughs> Otherwise, you can Google me, Psychic, and my name, V-A-I-S-H-A-L-I. And I also have a free guide where if you are single and looking for someone, I have like, um, I have a layout of uh, like what the blocks could be and how you could overcome them. So that's like uh, a free gift I have for you guys. Thank you for that. I have a friend who's been seeking love for a long time now. So I'm going to share your free gift and your information like as soon as we hang up. <laughs> and if she would like to be a member of written in the stars i'm happy to have her wonderful thank you so much it's been really nice chatting with you and i love that you integrate left and right brain philosophy and strategy for your clients yeah, I think it helps them a lot. And just by verifying things within a week, it kind of gives you faith that there is light at the end of the tunnel rather than, you know, waiting for six months. Right. <laughs> well, awesome. Thank you so much. It's been really fun hearing your story and getting to know you. Thank you for having me. I didn't realize so much time I had passed. I know it flies by, right? Yes. Yes. Well, I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in this week. We'll see you next week on Witches, Bitches, and Dead People. Peace and badass magic. Thank you for listening to Witches, Bitches, and Dead People with Jamie Hearn. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in. 